or Cindy, Cindy Cordello. Like, why, Hallmark? Why? And the thing is, there was no glass slipper. There was no fairy godmother. It was not Cinderella. Hi, thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. (laughs) And we're here to talk about the hunks, the hair, and everything in between. Today, we are discussing Fit for a Prince, which aired March 6, 2021. We're a little bit late with this episode, uh, and that's because our poor Mary had an accident. Yes, guys, I... uh fractured my ankle whenever you see fit for a prince you're gonna feel it in your ankle (laughs) all right Uh, so let's jump to it right yeah how many cupcakes honestly 1.5 maybe two one with a bite and a half taken out of it wow i'm gonna give it two cupcakes it was rough but there were some good things that i liked I'll give you the short synopsis and I'll tell you why I gave it such a low rating. I hate, as you already know from when we did playing Cupid, I hate when Hallmark does these weird, I'm going to take a story and I'm going to make it somewhat like the story, but it's not actually the story. You know what I mean? These adaptations. Yeah. CCB did this movie called... If I only had Christmas, and it was all like Wizard of Oz themes. Yeah, but, but it wasn't a Wizard of Oz story. Yeah, that's what this one was. It was Cinderella, essentially. So that's a short synopsis. Cinderella is a seamstress who is being taken advantage by her boss. And she meets a prince. She has to design the ball gowns of his date and these other women, his host in America. And they fall in love. I will note, her name is, what was it? Cindy Cordella. Cordella. When that happened, guys, mm -mm, that's when it drew the line for me. Cindy Cordella. Cinderella. That's this. Okay, now I'm on a I'm on a soapbox, but this is what gets me. Like, just come out and say it's Cinderella. Yeah, like put it in the commercial, put it in the trailer, call it yet another Cinderella story. A Cinderella story, falling in love over fabric. (laughs) You know, I like a Cinderella seamstress. (laughs) My favorite, another Cinderella story, is the one that's like. Another Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song. Because I just feel like that title is just like the most detailed title. Who's in that one? Um, It's a girl from Pretty Little Liars. Ari, Ari, um, Lucy, Lucy Hale? Hale. Right, Lucy Hale. And the girl from Secret Life of an American Teenager, the blonde one. But whatever. No, we can go into some detail. Okay. You go ahead. Cindy is the head seamstress for Rebecca Roslin. She's a big time fashion designer, kind of like Donna Karen, even though she only has four employees. But (laughs) Cindy's actually the one who does all the designs. So not only does she have to supervise all the seamstresses, but she also has to design everything. And she really does all the work while Rebecca goes to lunch and does some business stuff. They 
get offered this big deal where they're going to be doing all the dresses for this ball, which Prince Ronan, a prince from a country I don't think they mentioned. No. He had a British accent. Definitely inspired by Prince Harry. He comes into the store to check on the dresses or to meet Rebecca. That was not really made clear. But he did want to get a suit that was like custom made that was much more fun than his like normal suits. Yeah, yeah. They meet each other. He comes back like 10 minutes later and it's like, let's go to lunch. The boss is like, how dare you fraternize with the clients? And so she says no. Um, But then she goes to the Hamilton house, which is the family that's hosting him. She goes to do fittings and they start flirting more and she gets invited to dinner at the Hamiltons. And there are two women around her age who also like the prince and they're kind of like the stepsisters and they start to get in their way, especially Julia. Yeah, so Julia calls her, Sydney, and she's like, we're wearing casual And she comes in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. I think even if somebody told me to wear casual, I would think like casual for like a royal family. So still a dress. Her T-shirt said, you only live once. At the dinner, she looks really out of place. But Ronan gets the idea to go change into casual clothes. So then he's wearing a a T-shirt too. He introduces this party game where you draw a card and then if he calls your card, you and another person have to take a tennis ball and like pass it back and forth without using your hands. Yeah. I didn't understand it at all, but I think it might have been just a ploy to get to touch her more. Oh, we forgot to mention the steamiest part of the movie, which happened earlier. She measures the prince and... (laughs) A very intimate moment. <laughs> they showed the two of their faces close up. You could tell her shoulders were moving like she was measuring something, but you couldn't see where her hands were. I know that actually made it more un- like uncomfortable. She knelt down. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is normal. But why wouldn't they just show that? It was weirder that we just saw his face. Why did I bring that up? Oh, because they did the game oh yeah so the game they got really close and they're like touching each other but they're being a little too aggressive and she pulls away and falls into one of the stepsisters spills her wine all over the girl's dress and is humiliated Mm -hmm. so she runs outside he follows her and they have this heart-to-heart conversation about how he doesn't want the responsibilities of being king and julia overhears so Mm. she escorts um, the prince back into the party and then escorts Sydney out and essentially is like, you two will never work. Two, f- two f- feather, two, f- two different plots. She was like, you're the wrong kind of feather. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> feather analogies. Sydney ends up leaving and she escapes in her silver Dodge minivan. It was a company car. <laughs> okay. He's like running after the minivan, which I, I guess is supposed to be like the prince running after the carriage. I <laughs> thought she was going to drop one of her high heels, but she didn't. So she has to go back, right? Because she's a seamstress. So she goes to de- deliver the dresses. Before the scene happened, I have to say this because I feel like maybe I have a psychic gift. I was like, that's weird that they have a 
chocolate fountain. Like it's so messy and like I wouldn't really like associate a chocolate fountain with like a very posh black tie event. They put the rack of dresses right next to the chocolate fountain. One of the wheels on the rack randomly fell off. All the dresses fell into the chocolate fountain. Everybody is screaming. She gathers all the chocolate-covered dresses and, like, mushes them together into one of the dress bags, Mm -hmm. which I don't think helped. No. And ran back to her minivan. She was like, I'm going to fix this. Um, Prince Ronan shows up to check on her. And they have this beautiful moment. And then her best friend from work comes back. Because he's supposed to be on vacation. Yeah, she sent all the other seamstresses on vacation because they had worked so hard to make those dresses that she's got chocolate all over. The gay seamstress, seamster, I don't know what you call a male seamstress. He comes <laughs> yeah, He comes point. in and he's like, I'll start my vacation tomorrow. I'm going to help you. Um. So instead of trying stain removal, they just go straight to let's design... Four more dresses in 24 hours. So that is what they did. And they achieved that. And she's almost late to the ball. (laughs) But she wakes up. Oh, he actually wakes her up because he's asleep on one chair and she's asleep on the other chair like they've been working all day. And they deliver the dresses. They love the dresses. Yeah, they really do. And they're like, Rebecca is a genius. Mm -hmm. She came up with the best designs. Cindy's biting her tongue. And then Rebecca shows up and they're all like, Rebecca, you did such an amazing job. I can't believe you came up with these dresses so quickly. And Ronan's like, she didn't actually. (laughs) It was Cindy. And it's been Cindy all along. And at first Rebecca's like, no. But then she's like, yeah. And you know what? I'm proud of Cindy. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, Cindy, you want to be my partner? You're going to make it far in life. And everyone's like, I thought she was getting fired. I really thought she was going to get fired. That did not happen. She becomes partners with Rebecca. And she leaves. And the prince goes to the ball. And he's depressed. And he doesn't want to dance with anybody. And our best friend Julie comes over. And she's like, I know that you love Cindy. I know Cindy loves you. You need to go to her. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes to her. He screams from the street. She hears through her window. Meanwhile, she's wearing pajamas, her hair in like an Ariana Grande ponytail, full face of makeup. Always. Hallmark does not shoot a scene with a woman without a full face of makeup. Except for the movie I watched last week, Eat, Play, Love. Because they were trying to make the main character look dotty for the first half of the movie. And then mm. they did a makeover where she was in full makeup. Yeah, of course. But she, he's like, come to the ball. And she doesn't think for a second. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, after all of those scenes where she's like, my feather doesn't fit with your feather. And like, I don't fit in this world. She was like, yeah. No, I see no problems showing up late to the ball on your arm. Well, it's a good thing she had a full face of makeup already. She ends up at the ball. Perfect hair. Completely different hairstyle. (laughs) Curls in a beautiful dress. Look like something that Cinderella wears in the Disney movie. They do this waltz in front of everybody. And then they kiss in front of everybody. Yeah, this is a charity ball. I was a little shocked by that. And then she's like, oh, that was spontaneous. And he's like, well, now you do spontaneous. And so she pushes him away. 
and does like oh I would like to describe it as like the chicken dance. Like that's what it looked like. Like it's a like crazy rock and roll dance. Mind you, there's only a classical music being played. So I don't know where the rock music came from. But anyway, everybody was laughing and like, this is amazing. They loved <laughs> it. I did not love it. <laughs> we Mary grabbed my hand. It was such a cringeworthy so, moment. So weird. Anything else. She could have done anything else to be spontaneous. And that was it. That was the end. That was fit, fit for, for Prince. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to say one thing to add to this. I just looked this up because I think this is important to the plot. You can get chocolate out of silk. And it doesn't even seem like that strenuous of a process. It's like dab clean sponge to remove chocolate, lightly rub with the soap on the spot with warm water, and then just let it dry. I feel like before she decided to like go down the rabbit hole and design four dresses, she could have just gone to a dry cleaner and see if they could fix it. You know, she's a designer. She probably yeah, has it's worth a-, a try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just dye it. I've always told Charlie because we watched um, USS Christmas and they spilled the red wine on that white dress. I was like, if somebody spilled red wine on a white dress of mine, I would just spill more and then make it seem like it was part of the design. Like she could have just dyed them all brown. (laughs) Okay, I I hope that happens one day and I hope I'm there to see it. (laughs) Let's move on to who are these people? Actually, I don't know. Who plays Ronan? We gotta look that up. He has been a prince in another Hallmark movie and it was with the girl, the blonde girl from... um, once upon another Cinderella story, once upon a song. <laughs> it's that same girl. The one from Secret Life. Uh, yes. That's <laughs> the same girl. But he was in that movie. And he also made a guest appearance on Good Witch, I'm pretty sure. Jonathan Kelts. I wonder if he's Jewish. Uh, where is his IMDb? Got it. Also, he looks so much better with a Look at this. This this IMBD picture is very attractive. Oh, he was on Entourage. He was also on Rain. Who was he in Rain? What is Rain? Um, it was like a TV show about Queen Mary of Scots. He played Jake in Entourage. I don't know if that's a big part. Oh, he's American. We thought he was British. He has a good British accent. He does. He plays a lot of British characters in Hallmark movies. He had me fold. Once upon Once a prince. Once upon a prince. That's it with the blonde girl. Who is this girl? I'm dying to know. He was Leith Bayard in Rain. And he was on there for a... He was a a recurring character. Okay, I recognize this blonde girl. Yes. He was fine. I didn't really get a lot of emotions. And I felt no... Didn't really feel like he was giving us a lot. Like, even if it's most emotional scenes, it didn't... I didn't feel super inspired. I agree with you. The whole movie, we were discussing if he's cute. I mean, It's weird because you look at his face and he is cute. But... I don't know, he was like really pale. I think they did something. I think when they think like royal, they tried to make them look pretty stuffy. Look like he hadn't seen the sun in a while. He's <laughs> been hiding by the uh, from the paparazzi. <laughs> I'm sure if I saw him in real life, I would think he was very hot. Our leading lady was Natalie Hall, who's somebody that we both like a lot. She was in a movie. What was the movie where she was a princess? Oh, um, A Winter Princess. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's such a good movie. She plays a woman who works kind of in a place like Aspen. Mm-hmm. She's like the events manager at a hotel. The twist is, she's a princess and nobody knows. I don't really remember what happens, but I remember really enjoying it. Do you, do you genuinely think someone from like a small Europe country that has a royal family and they're like royal could come to America and never, like no one would put it together? I mean, I guess so, but I feel like in the day of like social media. I, it just wouldn't happen. I don't know if it could happen, but I don't think it would. Somebody would know. All right, listeners. <laughs> Has this happened before in real life? Um, yeah, so she was in A Winter's Princess, and one of my favorites, You're Baking Me Crazy. <laughs> That's a good That's such one. a good movie. It's about food trucks. You know it's a good movie because Hallmark plays it constantly. Some of these movies disappear, and some of them get replayed, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. And then she was also in Midnight at the Magnolia, which is on Netflix. And it's, it's I would say, one of the most Hallmarky movies on Netflix. So if you don't have Hallmark and you really want to watch Hallmark... That would be my suggestion. Her first big acting job was in the national tour of a chorus line where she played Val, who's the one who sings the tits and ass song. And there's video of her doing it on YouTube and she's really good. So she must be a really good dancer too, but she's a great singer. And I know her from Pretty Little Liars, where she played Hannah's stepsister, who was like this evil equestrian girl. (laughs) That's true. It's so funny when these Hallmark actresses used to play really mean characters and you just can't i can't see her being mean yeah now we can't see her being mean but she was good at being mean then very versatile and i think her longest uh acting job was all my children oh we have to talk about her hair her hair was like a leading character in this movie gosh it's perfect every scene it's perfect i will never get over straight hair high pony five minutes later Curly hair, perfect ball. That was, that's, that's magic. The fairy godmother was there because I don't know how that happens. Yeah, and she had a lot of different hairstyles. Another one where her hair was kind of like swept over. Mm-hmm. She had one where she had a braid. That was really pretty. They definitely spent some time on her hair. Looked nice. And she's just beautiful to begin yeah. with. Yeah, she did not have a bad hair day at all. Shall we go to the Oscar? Yes. The Oscar. This is a tough one. Mm. The obvious choice is Virginia, mm-hmm. who is the um, mother-in-law of the rich woman. The, the rich woman is kind of like a Kennedy. So picture like Jackie Kennedy. She's, she plays her mother-in-law, who does not come from wealth. She's kind of a normal person put in this world. And she's always giving Cindy is advice. Is she a normal person, though? Because the father is from this world, and it's his mom. So wouldn't she also be from the world? Well, I think she married into the family. Oh, okay. And she was spunky and fun. She didn't really do that much, though. Yeah, we really thought she was going to be like the fairy godmother, except for that she did nothing. And then she just watched all this stuff happen and did nothing. Cindy shows up at this party wearing casual clothes. We're like, oh, this is the moment where... Grandmother's going to bring her a new dress. Yeah. Nope. Grandmother just was like, hey, I'm going to give the Oscar not to Virginia, but to, forget her name, not Julia, but the Hamilton stepsister, the tall blonde Mm. one. 
I just thought she was a great actress. Her character was like campy, but she kind of, she really embraced it and made it look fun. I want to give the Oscar to the woman standing directly behind Prince Ronan during that weird tennis ball game. She legitimately was like so animated the whole time. The <laughs> amount of emotions that woman had over a tennis ball game was impressive and like more than I have over like most things in my life. This movie is worth watching just to watch her. Yeah. Just for that. It was so satisfying. I was thinking she put the extra in extra. (laughs) Like that woman deserves lines. You know how um, now you call extras background actors? Mm -hmm. She was not in the background. She was like, no, I'm an extra extra. (laughs) I wish this was a video podcast so you could see us doing what she did. (laughs) I mean, she just looks so excited about this game. And I'm really surprised nobody told her to tone it down. She was right behind it. Uh, see, I'm wondering, especially with COVID, I'm guessing their like timelines are pretty quick. And I'm wondering if they don't shoot these scenes multiple times. Like maybe two or three, and then they have to just like move on to the next. I've heard that. I was listening to the Chris McNally interview on Deck the Hallmark, and they mm-hmm. asked him about that, if uh, When Calls the Heart is like that. And he said, no, it's like that on the movies. You get like two takes. But on When the Calls the Heart, they have more time. Mm. I could just picture the assistant director looking at the daily and seeing that woman. He's like, well, we can't do anything now. Yeah. Like, we got to move on. <laughs> I mean, she stole this show. Best supporting actress for sure. Time for our homemade or hostess. This is where we discuss things that we really liked that are just as good as a homemade cupcake and things that we did not like very much, which... We'd classify as like a hostess cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) This is not either. This is just a question. It was based in Philadelphia. And I just, I didn't realize there was such a fashion scene in Philadelphia. Do you know what I mean? Like she's like a world renowned seamstress based in Philadelphia. I could be wrong. I really could. I just like when I think fashion, I would have thought New York. Or like London or Paris or even L.A., but not Philadelphia. That's a good point. I have something that was homemade that turned into hostess, and that is Natalie's dancing. Mm -hmm. There was a scene where she put a dress up against her body and was looking in the mirror and was kind of dancing around as if she was at the ball. And she's doing these Really simple, but beautiful. Like, you can tell that she has training Yeah, she's doing moves. side um, waltzes, balances. I was like, oh, good. I'm f- glad she gets to do some dancing because I know she's a dancer. But then that cringy dance moment that you mentioned yeah. at the ball just like, negated she, all of that. She could have spontaneously done, like, a beautiful ballet waltz. Now, granted, I think they wanted her to be, like, cool and, like, out there. But still. Even, she could have given us like a jazz dance. Yes. Anything. I think a homemade moment for me was her outfits. They're really cute. Okay. So the dresses she designed didn't, I mean, no offense. They were designed in 24 hours according to the storyline. But they weren't anything to like write home about. Right. They just were normal evening gowns. But 
some of the dresses, like Rebecca's dress, that was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And like, I really liked that silver dress that she never wore. I think another hostess for me would have to be every time they mentioned Cinderella, particularly that one scene where they're like, they sound like stepsisters or whatever. They sound like evil stepsisters. stepsisters. And then her friend responds, yeah, but you're going to get the fairy tale in the end. And it's just like, oh, gosh, really? <laughs> it's like playing Cupid when the middle school was called Austin Middle School. Like, just. Do you feel like a duck that was being, like, force fed for foie gras? Yes. <laughs> what a horrible analogy. <laughs> I but know. Yes. It's like the, the CCB movie when she's in, like, the light tunnel with the guy. And she's like, what should I be afraid of? And he's like lions and tigers and she went bears oh my not just like don't make it that obvious or cindy cindy cordello like why hallmark why and the thing is there was no glass slipper there was no fairy godmother it was not cinderella yeah But they're trying to make it cinderella somehow there wasn't even like the big reveal like it wasn't like which I did appreciate and that like he didn't meet her and then like met her at a ball and then met her again and was like, I've never seen you before. But there was no like grand reveal. Like he didn't not know who she was. Something that was homemade that I loved was when Julia came around and became nice mm. because she was such a bitch and she was the one who was pushing them apart. And the reason was because she wanted to be with the prince because she wants the title And she told the prince, you know, I realized that all I really wanted was the title and you want love and we just want different things. Yeah. So I'm going to go be with the son of the Hamiltons, who's probably going to be president. Her turnaround was like she kicked Cindy out of the dinner and then has a conversation with the prince. And she's like, you deserve love. I'm like, girl, you just kicked the girl that he loves out. The next day. Was it the next day? It was the next day, but oh. but still, that's such a quick turnaround. Turnaround. It was like that night she had clarity. Before, Actually, the, b- yeah. before Cindy left, Julia was like, I know you like him. And Cindy was like, well, why do you like him? Do you just like him because he's a prince? And then I think that's what made her think. And she thought about it all night. And the next day she was like, you know what? You're right. Well, and I think, too, she actually, what she was saying to Sydney wasn't that mean. The only thing that was mean was when she told her to dress casual. Legally blonde vibes. Yeah. She's being pretty nice. She just was like, this isn't, this isn't going to end well for you. I think another homemade for me, I liked the music. They had a lot of beautiful classical music in this movie. A hostess for me. In the beginning, Rebecca's like, we have to make all these dresses and we have a new order of cocktail dresses that we have to make too. And Cindy's like, I don't have enough staff. We don't have enough time. And Rebecca's like, I'll give them raises. I'll pay them double time. So Cindy announces it to the seamstresses and they really don't care. I think if I got a raise randomly, I'd be like, oh, cool. Like at least a smile. No, Mm -hmm. they don't look happy at all. Well, that's because they don't get any lights. These two women are in... Like, half the movie, not a word. I mean, they deserved a line, Hallmark. Justice for these two seamstresses. I wrote down, um, how do they get in the room when they're wet? You told me to write that down. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so they go outside when they're escaping the dinner party and the sprinklers turn on, which of course makes sense, you know, because you might have a dinner guest person go outside, but so they get dunked with water and they make it inside without anybody without seeing, anyone them. seeing them. And then she's like, how do I get to my car? And he was like, there's no way. Like, you're going to have to go through windows and like, blah, 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 blah. Like, everyone's going to see you. How did they get into the room without everyone seeing them? And she was sitting near where her car was going to be picked up, right? Because that's what she said. She said, I'm sitting here because the valet said it was going to be a while to get my car. And this seems like the most convenient place. So couldn't she just go back to the place? And then they were like, oh, well, your clothes are wet. Well, she has a dry coat. Just put the coat on. No one's going to know if her navy dark jeans are wet. I have some serious questions about that. (laughs) This is neither homemade or hostess. This is a question. Julia was like wanting to get with the prince for a while, but she was taller than him or at least the same height. And I want to know, can a prince marry a woman who's taller than him? Yeah. Are there protocols saying that? I don't know. Yeah. Food for thought. I don't have any others. Do you? Not you know, really. But really, there's not that much to say about this movie. It, it was Cinderella, except for it wasn't. So Mary, who would you play in this movie? I would play one of the two unnamed, no line seamstresses. Yeah. Me too. I was going to be the woman in the red dress who's like excited about the game. I feel like she had too big of a part. <laughs> She's too big. You're right. We're the seamstresses. Yeah. No lines. No lines. We just, don't care about a raise. Yeah, we're just constantly sewing. <laughs> Double time? Come on. And I have to add, they were never working very hard. Yeah, they were never actually sewing anything. And she was like constantly going out. For like lunch or I felt like I, she was out and about a lot for someone being like, I have to make five dresses in like one week. Mary, we do have some listener questions and comments. Oh, Lord. My friend Kyle messaged me because he listened to our episode from two weeks ago where I talked about the guy who was in Secret Diary of a Call Girl that starred Billy Piper. Remember I was telling you about Billy Piper and her music career? Mm-hmm. I left out. Probably the biggest thing in her career, which was she was the female character in Doctor Who. Oh. So I think Doctor Who was rebooted about 10 years ago, and she was the girl for the first couple of seasons. Wow, that's a big deal. My friend Betsy messaged me about last week's movie to confirm that you are right about the weather in Seattle. Thank you. That it's about in the 40s in February, so you definitely need a jacket. Thank you, guys. There are no jackets in It Was Always You. Vindication. Speaking of, people on the Hallmark Facebook groups are going crazy for It Was Always You. They're losing their minds. It was good, but <laughs> I still, I, guys, I can't get over the brother-brother hurdle. I know it's just a me thing, but. And the movie aired last Saturday, but the, they're still posting. Like, they're still watching it for the first time, watching it multiple times. Do you think we're going to get a sequel? Maybe, yeah. Wow. Uh, we'll get that one year later. One year, one year later. <laughs> <laughs> and our favorite listener, Sheila, wants to hear Mary's thoughts about When Calls the Heart. Oh, Lord. Sheila, I hear you. I am going to actually really delve into this, and I will give you an answer next week on my thoughts on When Calls the Heart because I want to like really formulate what I want to say. 
Okay. I just finished season two of One Calls the Heart. Oh, that's a good season. Yeah, it ends with a big cliffhanger. I have to say, it's a fun show to watch. It is. It took me forever, y'all, to get Charlie to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first episode a few months ago, and I didn't really like it. But I pushed through. Right from the second episode, I was getting hooked to it. Yeah, you get it really invested into the characters. It's almost time for us to go. But Mary, this movie did not have a one year later. And I remember you said this movie better have a one year later. That would redeem it. But then after the cringy dance, you were like, I don't want one anymore. (laughs) But what do you think happened to these people one year later? I don't know how she can be royal and have a design business. This is hard for me to say. I didn't believe the relationship. Was it just me? Did you believe it? It was hard because they just did not look like they went together. Well, they didn't like, like they didn't have any, like even when you're like in a scene and it was supposed to be like the two of them really connecting, it just didn't feel like they had any chemistry together. They didn't belong. No. Her and Michael Rady in You're Baking Me Crazy. Yeah, they had a lot of chemistry. Yes. And I think that just like it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they, because of COVID, they didn't have a ton of time. If I was to give them a one year later, I think the prince becomes king and he does an adequate job and he is living his life. And maybe he doesn't find love with her, but he now knows what how important love is. One year later, he's really looking for the right one. And I'm going to say that the girl has put her career first and she's got this budding design business and she's starting to fit more into this royal world. And they meet each other (gasps) one year later. Wait a minute. They meet each other one year later and she's doing the coronation outfits for like, I don't know, the princesses that walk down on a coronation. Okay. And they start talking again and... You know, she's more confident in herself and in her career, and she really feels like she belongs now. And he is more confident in his role and what kind of king he wants to be. And they meet each other one year later, and they give each other this look. And it's like, I see them progressing into, like, a relationship, but they're not there yet. I think they both need a lot of self-discovery first. I think he's going to start a business brief. Finishing furniture. There was one scene where he was refinishing. Which was a bizarre add-in. Like, no, I was like, also, it looks like a harpsichord. Like, that looks like a Baroque harpsichord. Is that what he was doing? It kind of looked like it, but then. it was just the cabinet. But, okay, then they zoomed away and it was a cabinet. But still, it looks like a harpsichord. And for the first, like, two minutes, I was like, this man does not know. You cannot convince me that this man knows how to carp and, like, fix a harpsichord. But then it was a cabinet. Oh, you know what we do need to talk about before we go? Just the parallels between Meghan Markle. Because the big Oprah interview was last night. Yeah. It was so good. It was good. And really, there were so many things that happened in this movie. So many things they talked about yeah. that agreed to what, what they were well, saying. Well, yeah, and I could see that potentially being another one year later. Which is that they get married and he decides... To abdicate for her. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Hallmark put this on the same night. They were talking a lot about how he really shouldn't be with a commoner. They were really rude about her. And he was talking about how he felt trapped, which, of course, Prince Harry talked about. 
So yeah, there was a lot of parallels. So if I was to give another one year later, and if they had continued to see each other, I could see it being like a a, a Meghan and Harry storyline. Or maybe the royal family would accept them and she could keep her career. And it could be like the prince and me where like the princess like goes to med school. I don't know. There's a lot of one year later. I think that we needed to see more of the two of them and their relationship. Like it was a lot about like her career and like fixing the dresses and all of that stuff. I would have liked to see more of them. You know, Meghan Markle has starred in not one, but two Hallmark movies. I know she did the daters, what the daters playbook, daters, yeah, and then sparks fly. Now that she's not a royal, she has a lot of free time. Yeah, maybe she'll do a Hallmark movie. Come back, or maybe she could be like the new, like like a CCB, but for like a different season. You know, because I feel like CCB's definitely got like the hand on Christmas, but maybe she could be like like summer, summer, or something. She's like an LA girl. Yeah, that'd be cool. Please don't forget that. I did go to college with Meghan Markle. She was a year behind me at Northwestern. <laughs> and were you guys best friends? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever talk to her? I don't I don't know if I ever met her, but maybe. I like to imagine that the student center, like snack bar, I was behind her in line. The cone zone. Guys, what can I say I... about the cone zone? I went to college so long ago that smoothies were like a new thing. Oh my god. And they had smoothies at the cone zone. And I asked the guy, what's in the smoothie? And he goes, Smoothie mix. Guys, I went to England and I was like, I'm going to meet Prince Harry, of course, which is like stupid to say, but like, you never know. And I found out he was in America visiting Meghan Markle. And I was like, dang it. I came all the way to England and you're in America. You're two ships passing in the night. That's what our book will be called. I love that video. You've seen that video of um, he's like, in the middle of an interview when he was in the army mm-hmm. and then all the other soldiers are like running off to, to battle and he's like, oh shit, I got to go. And he like rips off the microphone. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Have you seen the vine where they have the music for back, the, back that ass up? <laughs> so it's like the start of back that ass up. And it's like, he hears it and he rips it off and he starts running. Cause I just like to tell you that before Charlie could even say it, like, I know sometimes people think that when we're laughing, like we're like doing a movement or something. No, literally, Charlie just started the story and started laughing to himself. <laughs> Couldn't even make it through the sentence. It is so funny. I'm going to post it on an Instagram story. So make sure you follow us so you can see it. I'm going to make it a highlight. Uh, next week, there's no movie. Oh. Hallmark's taking a break. And then the week after, March 20th, which somebody's birthday. Woo-woo. Is going to be Chasing Waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Starring Christopher Russell and Cindy Busby, Mary's not favorite. But Christopher Russell is one of our favorites. She unfortunately was in the movie Unleashing Mr. Darcy. And you know I have strong feelings about that movie. And that movie is airing this Friday and I'm going to watch it. By the way, I read the book. I think I told you guys it was <laughs> so dirty. Like every other page was dirty. And I was like, how did Hallmark read this book and go, we should make this <laughs> a Hallmark movie? Like Hallmark's notorious for one kiss. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah. 
<laughs> no, I want to read it. Uh, I'm sure this movie is going to have a whole plot line about how hot Christopher Russell is. Because mm-hmm. he is that level of hot. He was in this Lifetime Christmas movie that we watched. Every five seconds. The series. whole movie was about how he was hot. Yeah. He's like Trevor Donovan, where they just like have to explain why they're like that they're hot but they're normal <laughs> yeah he's the the dark-haired version of trevor donovan yeah all right well until then remember stay, stay thirsty, thirsty. There's one scene where um, she, where he's first asking her out to lunch and she says, why would you want to go out with me? And we're like, because you're drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For starters. <laughs> and then, But I like what he said. He was like, well, why would you want to go out with me? And she says, remember? You're perfect. Who wouldn't? Oh, that's it. And then he went, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs>